0: Hi, Martin. Hey, Tony. Hey, welcome to I'm Not Sure, But It's OK, the podcast. Thank you. Glad to have you here sharing the funky Pixel Media story along with uh, catching up on what's what's happening in STEAM in our worlds and around the world and um, just ways to grow together um looking forward to hearing how you and your family are shifting to live better mm-hmm. uh, to lead boldly and any lessons that you've learned or unlearned along the way personally professionally so sounds
1: great yeah plenty to share along all those lines
0: <laughs> yes sir like let's let's lay it out i want to know and i'm sure our listeners can grow with you um so we first connected because of our love for steam the uh-huh. twitter several years ago and um you are doing steam with children but you have a passionate passion for steam with adults and business owners as well yes. so tell us about your your media company your media agency as well as how how did that come to be and how did you combine all of those passions into that agency?
1: Okay, well, Funky Pixel Media was founded in November of 2015. Uh, so we're pushing the five-year mark. Uh, I'll tell you about the name first. And it combines basically all of my life creative background and, and, and whatnot. Uh, funky comes from uh, one of my favorite music genres, funk music. Uh, mm-hmm. So just think of all those classic groups, Parliament Funkadelic, Brothers Johnson, uh, the Eisley Brothers, all, all those groups. I mean, you're, you're, you're from Detroit, so you definitely know <laughs> some of those groups. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that was some of my, my favorite uh, music as a kid. Um, I also grew up in a, a, a church music and music performance family, so that's just been part of the, the DNA from the, the, the womb and all of life and everything. My mother was a, uh, a uh, church musician, so raised in, the, in the, the, the Black Baptist music tradition, literally everything from spirituals, hymns, anthems, which was my mother's specialty, that's what she was raised on. On into a contemporary gospel and that those styles that I, I, I developed a, a, an interest in a, as an adult, so all of that comes together—spiritual you know, spiritual music and and, and secular music—to uh, form the name. So just 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 being a a, a musical person, literally all of the life. Uh, Pixel—it's just the unit of uh, a light on a computer, and that encompasses everything that I've ever done digitally, including uh, majoring in animation in grad school. So I wanted to pull all these different experiences into one practice uh, for myself. And that's what that is the genesis of the company. Our focus is on on web design, web animation, social media strategy, and LinkedIn coaching and a variety of other skill sets that my team is, is pulling together. Uh, and we've, we launched our, our website about a month ago. I, I say we because over the last year and a half, I kind of plateaued business because I realized, well, the reason I'm not succeeding is I don't have a team. I'm trying to do all this by myself and getting nowhere. So uh, you this is kind of where the tie-in to youth education uh, com- comes in, uh, youth STEM education. Uh, a few years ago, when I moved here, uh, my family back to Louisville from uh, Chicago after I finished grad school, I got involved in a local youth uh, music nonprofit called AMP. It stands for the Academy of Music Production Education and, and um, Oh, what does the D stand for? It, it escapes me right now, but it's amp. A M P E D uh, stands for like like a music, like a guitar amplifier. So they they came up with a cl- clever uh, music uh, acronym for the program. Well my involvement in that involved uh, teaching a couple of fundamentals of 2d animation classes to the kids and there was also an opportunity uh to teach a group of young adults wordpress web design so got a chance to to teach two of my passions there did the same at uh, a local university here uh bellarmin university it's one of our our, our, our catholic uh, colleges here in Louisville. So, I've got a chance to do that on the youth level and on the collegiate level uh, while I was working at AMP, even before I started there. So, while there, I, I got a, a chance to work uh, with uh, another person, uh, Elaine Simmons, who I uh, helped, who, who I partnered with uh, in the program. We, we both helped to st- open a second branch of AMP uh, in a, one of the, the old uh louisville public library building so it's, it's like a lot of big cities old old buildings are repurposed for new purposes so so anthony expanded mm-hmm. and elaine and i helped open that building i mean literally like mopping sweeping scrubbing windows <laughs> <laughs> and in and, and, and addition to creating the programming for a a family a a, a parent and child uh, education program. So this program uh, involved uh, parents who were trying to get a new lease in life for for their families who had young children. So I I worked with uh, the 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 parents on on uh, who either wanted to learn web design. So I, I specifically taught the WordPress class, and there were other students who want to get their their A plus certification. So. If you, to get, a, get start getting uh, some opportunities to work in the IT field. So there were other uh, instructors who were teaching that. But Elaine and I have had the uh, responsibility for basically launching that program. We, we both left around the same time to do other, thing, other things a few years ago. But I enjoy working with her a lot. She was, She's my favorite coworker by far. Uh, and, and any kind of work I've, I've ever done. But we just went our circuit ways. And after afterwards, you know, a couple of my former students mentioned that they really liked how we work together. And one of them said, hey, when's the last time you talked to Elaine? I said, that's a good question. I need to find where she is because I got a couple of ideas. I, I'm going to know if Elaine you work Working me." Well, we finally caught it. It literally took like two or three years off and on trying to, trying to you know, stay in touch on, on 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 a facebook and finally getting a phone call together so i need to catch up with you i got this idea and i showed her my my vision for a funky pixel media uh going into the future she said i like that i want to help you do that so elaine was my first team member and she is our chief operations officer, uh, officer. So 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 it's it's her, her responsibility mainly now that we're focused on 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 uh, client development and starting to make some money. That's mostly what what she's responsible for. But she's also a creative person as well. We all are. Uh, the second person that I brought on was part of a the uh, the program that I just finished my own uh, computer certification with IT certification. There's a program here, a nonprofit called Kentucky Anna Works. It's a workforce training program. They offer different things for people at different levels and, and different levels of the workforce. So there's a couple of technical programs as well. One is a, a coding program called Code Louisville. I finished that a few years ago. Uh, it, it teaches you front-end and back-end web development. So you learn HTML, CSS, and, and JavaScript in-depth. Uh, in order to learn to, to develop a fully coded web page page from the aesthetics that you see on a, on a web URL to all the mm-hmm. back end with the database that you don't see uh, that transfers information back and forth. So went through that, uh, mostly I was interested in doing that to help grow Funky Pixel so that we have a skill set for web design. But they they since in the last in the last year and a half uh, launched Google ITs. Uh, the mm-hmm. Google IT certification program, and I was in the second cohort. Well, there was a, a, a lady who who I met who was in the first cohort. And it turns out the coordinator of the program wanted us to to meet each other. Well, in between classes, one one night when this is pre-COVID, we were still doing things in person. We we just struck up a conversation with 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 each other because see, she was discussing with another student my favorite subject, networking. So I kind of like, 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 uh, poked my head into their conversation. And it turns out this is the person that Rob, uh, his name is Robert Moore, is the coordinator of the program. Well, it turns out that, uh, she's the person that Rob wanted me to meet. So her name is, is Ray Dawn Long. Dawn and I got a chance to know each other. We chatted each other up. I said, hmm, I need another technical person to help me on the technical side. So I threw that idea at, at Dawn. And she said, yeah, I absolutely wanna 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 join the funky pixel. So she is our chief technology officer. And this thing has gone so well with the team building who knew that Dawn is is a great recruiter as well. So in the back of my head, I mean way in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, it'd be great to have like an intern who's like creatively talented. Well, Dawn in her day job is out to lunch with her friends or something co-workers or something she had some reason to be at this restaurant where she meets a a, a young lady who is a server um and they strike up the conversation for some reason and Dawn tells her <laughs> about the company and uh she asked her if she'd be interested in, in maybe working with us well so so one afternoon the rest of us get a text from dawn saying hey i think that's my an intern guys well that's verily an Orndorf, orndorff a very talented uh, now senior uh, graphic design student at one of our local uh, universities in the area here. And uh, Vera's our, 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 our graphic design intern and really talented young lady. So we now have a team of four and we're we're, we're going to the next phase developing customers. Well, they're prospects at this point. So we're, we're looking at grooming, uh, paying customers now to grow the company.
0: That is awesome. It's like, you knew that you needed something different, um, probably got to that, I'm not sure, but it's okay moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everything seemed to uh, come together in its own time, its own pacing. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yes, yes. And then you're um, investing in young people in the community as you you grew forward as well. That's, Absolutely, that's pretty cool. And you know, most people, well, a lot of folks don't hear this story. They think that you know we're born with this level of creativity, and oftentimes we are born with it, but we have to um, position ourselves with a certain skill set in order to be a company and yeah. or a business. Uh, business model because it's so easy to get burnt out yes <laughs> so yes. easy so easy um, and so I'm glad that you're building your team I look forward to actually um, doing business with your team in the future as I grow out um, power institute and refresh my math um, great, great. so thank you for sharing that walk down memory lane I do recall the animation as well uh, with my Baker College students through power Uh, We were talking about animation and you were liking our posts and asking questions. So I think that's around the time that we actually connected or very uh, right before then. So the PEXO reminded me of that. Yeah. So in business, um, you shifted gears. What have you learned or needed to unlearn uh this new agency that combines so many of your passions
1: well i've had to what have i had to unlearn
0: or decided to unlearn like hey that's not that's no longer serving me i have to get rid of this new way of thinking well, I'll
1: tell you what I've embraced as opposed to unlearning. I've been intentional about encouraging young people to the point of getting getting to a a person like Vera. When when mm-hmm. I was a kid, the most prominent thing my first career. Let me go to my first career. My first career it was as an engineer. That's what I did for almost. 12 years. Now, you, you remember me telling me, I tell me I come from a, a musical family. So is there yes. a, a, a connection there? Yes, but a very tenuous connection. <laughs> that science was something I was interested in. Uh, just one of the things I was interested in as a kid, but I was really a visual artist. But it just turned mm-hmm. out that for whatever reason, nobody encouraged okay so as opposed to thinking about what I had to unlearn uh, I'll share something that I've embraced and that is uh, something that rests on a quote that I think I read online within the last couple of years or something and it's uh, basically the gist of the thought is be the adult you needed when you were a kid so for me uh, what I needed was someone to encourage me in the visual arts, uh, as opposed to typical adults who will say, "You can't make any money doing arts. Pick, pick up, you know, pick up something serious, kid." Well, of course, in, in the 21st century, the visual artists are 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 doing all kinds of big things in every form of media. So now I'm in a position to encourage and, and train those kids as well. So, you know, I do that through uh, through teaching kids when the opportunity uh, presents itself to do an animation class or to hire an, an intern to be part of my digital media team. So, you know, that's that's advanced from having a formal class to being able to meet people like Vera who want to uh, I- explore opportunities with a, with a startup like ours. So that that's what I've been
0: your story on a time where you weren't sure but you pushed through and said it's okay. You know, a time where you just you didn't have the support, you didn't have the resources, or you didn't feel prepared, but you decided to move forward. That I mean, would anyway. That
1: would be engineering school. I uh, yeah. I think I I came up in that that generation where a lot of parents had that, that standard set of, of college majors. They became, if you came from a, a, a college prep sort of household or your parents had the expectation, there was a handful of things that mm-hmm. most parents had heard of even they didn't even know about the profession. So it might be accounting or medicine or law. Or engineering. If a kid said they wanted to do that by the time they finished high school, their parents were probably saying, "Great! Now let's figure out how to pay for it." So, from for for me, I, I can say this reflectively now. I'm amazed that I went to 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 engineering school with an interest in science, mm-hmm. but with a a lifetime skill set and, and natural aptitude. the arts. (laughs) So I I, I literally don't know how I wound up as an engineer, but I understand why I struggled so mightily with it, especially in school. I I was on academic probation after my first semester at Tuskegee. I wanted to tough it out for two reasons, because I didn't want to go back home a failure. I made it my objective. I, I just wanted to move out, move out of my mother's house, and not have to move back in again. I, I did. I did not want to have to I mm-hmm. have to hear it from her, whatever it, it might be, whatever the lecture was. I didn't want it, so I struggled through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and it was almost a second time where, where 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 I almost flunked out. Um, and it was a weird thing uh, back then. I, I, I wish. Guidance counselors and and maybe parents were as aware of, of different options for for 18 year olds uh, at, as we are as mo- many of us are now. And I, I, I I needed a mental break from 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 high school for a year, and on top of that, you know, so I, I, so mm-hmm. a gap year would have been a great idea for me. I don't know if that such a thing existed back then. But, you know, I wish I wish my guidance counselor was, would have been talking more about the Peace Corps, as much about the Peace Corps or something like that as they were about college. Uh, and add, add, mm-hmm. add to that, I went from a a Midwestern school schedule to a Southern school schedule. St, St. Louis, back when I was a kid, I don't know what their schedule is now, but when I was a kid, we had a a September mm-hmm. to June schedule. Well, I go to college in Alabama mm-hmm. and Southern states have a, a August to May schedule. So I, I not only was my brain tired, I only had a two month vacation. And when I started college, my brain was still on vacation. So I, I just like struggle and, and, and imagine a kid going to engineering school and being weak in math. I know that sounds strange, but somehow I got into engineering school. So it was a, for me, a, a five and a half year struggle and I was just happy to get out and have a, a pretty good paying job uh, as an engineer which which uh, initially brought me here uh, for the, to Louisville for the first ba- first time back in the early 90s so that that's what it was for me but mm-hmm. if I could do it over again I would probably change majors and change colleges and do something in the visual arts uh, from the get go
0: mhm mhm so it sounds like you felt you were really supported as a, a youngster. You had high expect your families you had high expectations. Yeah. But you just weren't as prepared as you thought you should be. Uh, but you utilized the resources. So kudos on utilizing the resources. Yeah. To push through. Um, yeah, I'm queen of taking nap now even if i don't go to sleep and i'm so happy (laughs) to see i'm so happy to see uh you know discussion around taking care of yourself first um how young people like gen z especially i mean they'll go hard um and i have a gen -er. (laughs) here,
1: me too (laughs) they'll go
0: hard yeah but they also Time for rest. They are um, probably a lot more balanced, at least those who I've seen, uh-huh. they're a lot more balanced in terms of their personal well being, um, and their careers, uh, than uh Gen X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. uh yeah, yeah, and, and and my older children they you know they're they're getting it now but my younger son who's 19 he makes time to be with his friends to do things that um, centers him and you know he attributes it to us you know seeing his elder brothers and then me and his dad but i'm noticing it amongst his population his generation so so that's good but yeah no I, I i'm like you i did not feel prepared when i went to ice, uh, went to college uh even though i enjoyed math i did not feel prepared mm-hmm. so i had to work et- extra hard and as a result uh which i'm finding that's why we start businesses not just for the, the dollars but um, because it's something we want to pass on and we're going to pass on anyway to help others uh, navigate and somewhat avoid <laughs> some of the mistakes that we made um, that 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 whole thing oh, I wish I would have known this when I was younger. So I think we're passing that on and I hear you're doing the same thing through your agency. so good. yep. good deal. How are you, how have you adjusted uh, during COVID and then pre-COVID? How are you taking care of yourself? Men are known to just keep going, but how are you, how were you pre-COVID and how are you now shifting even more to take care of yourself as a male, (laughs) as a Black man, in this heightened era of unrest, mm-hmm. and then someone you know, just a family man, and then running your own media company. There's a there's a lot going on here. How are you taking care of you?
1: There is a whole lot. One one of one of those things you 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 mentioned already. Naps. <laughs> when you're mm-hmm. for pre pre COVID, was a matter of. Making family transitions. Uh, so pre-COVID, mm-hmm. I got divorced after uh, a, a long marriage, and so it was literally a change of household uh, that put some things mm-hmm. on on hold and on on delay. Now that that's one of the reasons things got plateaued as well. I had to had to readjust and, and pivot mm-hmm. on on seeing how's I even going to keep the agency afloat. Um, uh, other things, mm-hmm. uh, just do the employment in, inconsistencies. When you mentioned, you know, how I take care of myself, well, you can imagine that that health insurance is an inconsistent thing. So, I, I've always tried to stay in shape and healthy and eat well. Uh, and so, walking has been one of the things I've been trying to get back into consistently. I, I don't like gyms, so I've always been like a do push-ups in the house kind of thing and right before COVID hit and once things got loosened uh, my my uh, current wife and I started walking more so now I can combine some walking and, and push ups as I'm walking and we're both trying to get ourselves uh, healthier together uh, when I one of the things that, that happened for me very specific thing I remember for the, the first few months after I was divorced but that resulted in me taking control of of my cooking again. So uh, I just cha- changed mm-hmm. the way that I ate because I, I was I was cooking a little a more disciplined way for myself, and I I quickly mm-hmm. like dropped about five or ten pounds and a couple of waist sizes in my pants. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is actually working. This this transition is actually gonna wind up being a pretty good thing for me. So those are some of the things that I've done, just just in self-care, is, is personal habits that I've kind of always had, but but working on being more consistent about them now, and that comes along with developing a, a new household as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That is major. Yes. sir. Yes, it is. So a lot is. Yeah, a lot, a lot has happened since I saw you last in yes. Detroit. Um, so. Yeah, those, those transitions um, either propel you forward or they can um, be very debilitating. So I'm glad that you were able to take a deep breath and um, keep moving forward. Um, and I, I heard you say a current wife, yes. so you, you have totally transitioned. Uh, yeah, so. we, we
1: had we had one of those uh, COVID weddings in our living room uh, on April fourth. So we've been married four months now. Had, uh, oh, had okay. our, our pastor and two friends from from church who were witnesses.
0: Okay. Well, congratulations on this new uh way of being and this this new life this new journey that you're starting so yeah everything is A- everything <laughs> absolutely
1: yeah
0: sometimes we need that so again so so hmm. yeah did know about the divorce so that's that's why this is a conversation and not yeah, scripted. yeah 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 <laughs> and, and you know it's, it's one of those things where where at
1: that point uh my my former mm. wife and i uh, agreed that we would you know post something that we would kind of write together and post to our social media okay. community because people can get in your business and have their their yeah, opinions yeah. about stuff, and we didn't want people taking sides because we have plenty of common friends and plenty of our own friends and yeah. and our family story wasn't anybody's business. So what what the, the, sure. the way we we tried to put the kibosh on that was to put a, a general. Post and and put it out We put it, both put it out on, on Facebook, and you know whoever caught it caught it, and you know caught us, and you know, expressed however they wanted to express themselves. But there was no no um, backbiting or any of that kind of talk on going on with the Lindsay's and that was that was intentional uh, on my part I, I don't I, I wanted to kill any of that noise before it got started who knows maybe there was none but I wanted to be sure there was none. so you know in the way social media works sometimes people catch things things in in their streams and sometimes they don't so that's just probably why you hadn't heard it until now
0: well I, I mean I've you I didn't need to know that. I'm just saying before this call, even, uh, I, am. Um, I love marriage and families and unity and all that. So I'm not taken aback. I didn't need yeah. to know <laughs> because I'm a divorcee as well. And well, you're remarried, but I, I was not having that conversation. Yeah. this it. It is what it is. So, so I respect that. I, um, yeah. So I was just taking a breath. <laughs> Not that I knew that, portion as but you oh, know yeah, what I'm man. saying? I, I was accustomed yeah. to post, you know, about your family online, and I may have seen you post something about your new love and, and didn't catch it. You know, thought I was misinterpreting it, but yeah. anyway, we're here. This is August 2020, yes. and we are doing the very best we can to navigate this climate. We are building businesses. We are connecting with each other and others. We're disrupting the entire planet. Yes, yes. But you know what? We needed a shake-up. We up did. did we need something I, taken out?
1: I, I love the disruption. I hope, I hope there's more of it, and I hope it completely destroys the old normal because it was not doing anything for me or most other Black people, quite frankly.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, in so many other subgroups, it's like, why are we suffering um, and struggling and suffering emotionally, physically, financially. When we have all of this wealth around us, all this real estate around us, we have some of the best medical professionals around. Why are we struggling? And I don't mean you and I personally, but our communities, people in general, like (sighs) I look around at these um vacant properties with so many vacant properties and abandoned properties why is there so much homelessness yeah you know that discussion's
1: going on all, uh, all across the country
0: yeah so why why are we doing selfish selfish and that's why i have to be quiet sometimes because i'm like this is just selfish why are our children? um struggling academically where we have all of these talented teachers um, who come out of their pockets unnecessarily. All the time.
1: Uh,
0: and, you know, why are they being held back mm-hmm. from doing what they know is best for children, especially when they live in the community and they understand some of the social ills? Why, 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 why? Why are children still um challenged and held back when they have access even if it means going to the library or community center um they have access to all these amazing resources that people share for their classrooms or their organizations and it's available to the public yep why are we still teaching the same way um just uh, lack of access for everything why are there so many food lines and food pantries and the pandemic is exposing uh, is all it... those
1: issues and people are, are me... finally yeah. responding because we have to respond now
0: yes yes and, and whatever our faith is you know why are we still hiding it when we know behind closed doors we have to call on some some help. We need some help. uh-huh you know I call on Jesus somebody else may call on some somebody else, but we know we are designed to be in community. That's right and I, I enjoy community. Now I'm an introvert for as much as I can talk and <laughs> love talking and love people. I still have to come home and regroup same here
1: same here i I, I love being in in the mix but being in the mix wears me out
0: (laughs) yeah 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 so i have to come home everybody's like tony no you are not an introvert no when i show up i show up as my best best self in that moment it may not be my best but it's the best i can give you and even if you notice that something is off i showed up because you're you know because I could and I decided that I needed to be there to either share something or to get something you know in return I needed something as well so you know whether it was energy, resources but yeah so I'm happy that the pandemic uh, well not necessarily about the pandemic but I trust and believe that um, with the shaking up of our world uh, things are going to Be so much better. Yes, and we know as as, when you're learning anything new, when change happens, it is uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of uncertainty, and we're in that I'm not sure moment. But if you've ever pushed through anything hard. Mm you know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. It may not be what you want it to be. It's going to be okay.
1: Yeah, Ultimately, it will end. <laughs> Sometimes there's there's a, there's a nice carrot or apple on the other side.
0: Yeah, and we don't understand it, uh, but we have to just trust the process. I want to get back to your creativity, animation. We already talked about how you're leading boldly and, and building your team and leading uh, young people um, as interns and directing them um, in courses. But how are you using that creativity to just thrive beyond your, um, your agency? Like, how are you using creativity In your own life, um, like reinvigorating your family history of music and just all of that. How do you see that playing now that you've um, matriculated through your engineering career and, and, and how do you see getting back to those roots?
1: Well, one of those things that very interestingly is that. We come from a uh, come from an instrumental music background as well. In terms of my mother being a, a mm-hmm. pianist since the age of mm-hmm. ten, and wow. before before she passed away a few years ago, uh, well well into her seventies before she stopped playing anywhere on a regular basis. So she was a, a church pianist, and when I was a kid, she became uh the an organist as well so she she was she was good on, on both sets of of uh, of keyboard. but instrumental music was absolutely not my thing i love singing so i mm-hmm. so i i I, I, love, mm-hmm. I love i love i love the instrument that god gave me in my neck the, the vocal cords i did not like oh. i did not like practicing i did not like playing i i i love everything and in, 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 in retrospect i love everything i learned from my high school and grade school music teachers because it's a creative reference now i understand because of what i learned those fundamentals all those sheet music basics i can interpret what i hear in popular music now and even in church music when i'm in church service and my 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 my, my all those fundamentals or, or, or circulating in my head as I'm listening. I, I, I do the same thing that I was trained by those teachers. I'm listening, when I hear a choir, I'm listening for the parts. I'm not just hearing one big choir sound. When I hear a church band, I'm listening to the different parts while the individual instrumentalists are playing. I'm not just listening to one big song. So so I'll, I'll, even though I didn't like playing everything I learned while playing, it, has, it applies to everything. And and in addition to that, for me, music always kicks off visuals in my head. So mm. one of the things that I enjoy doing, I, I don't get a chance to do it much now while building the company. I hope to incorporate it into our practice. But when I was learning the fundamentals of animation, I enjoyed the sound design part of it as much as the visual. So I always enjoy blending music and doing abstract animation projects to music that I enjoyed hearing. So I, I hope to get back to that more. Um, also, although I don't, I, like I said, I, I, did, I got no great pleasure out of playing the flute or the cornet when I was a kid. I absolutely do uh-huh. love the, uh, the, I'm interested in learning digital music. So I brought myself a, a, a small beat machine last last year. So an MPC a music. Uh, MPC sounds for, for music. Oh, it escapes me. Uh, but you know, basically, it's a, a, a little touchpad with, with channels and software. And you can basically just, just tap out uh, tunes that you make on, on, on your own. So that's what I'm hoping to do creatively as a creative outlet. Once we get things going with the business again, and also to incorporate original music as a part of part of mm-hmm. part of our practice, so so that's that, that I want to bring my music sensibilities and combine them uh, with animation in the and web in the way that I was doing in grad school a few years ago.
0: Wow, I love that. So. I, along that, you just lit up when I asked you about <laughs> animation and music. Absolutely, I mean, that—that D- no,
1: that is that—that that is, that, that is. that is like that combination is is almost like sex. I have to tell you.
0: <laughs> now you know what we should have had the whole the our entire conversation could have just been around that because you, I, when I say you lit up, and I can't even see your face, just the tempo. Everything about it um, exuded joy through this recording. Oh, I'm standing
1: here smiling it right has now. Smiling. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: It has me smiling. We, we we have to talk more about this. Let's do. So and, and
1: you know what, Tony? Yes. The, yes. The intersection with yes. what you and I do is the math of music. That's a, one of a couple of different variations of uh. of workshops that I that that I've done too. So that there there's absolutely that, or who knows whatever else is is percolating in your head that we could absolutely do together. You know what?
0: We need to. Uh, I have a few. Uh, one of my cousins, she is a composer for several of the uh, gospel plays around. Hey! You know, she has her music company and we have been talking about that. So now there's you, so I have another. Okay. A few poets as well. Yeah, yeah, we have to do something and I'm thinking a well, I won't say it on the recording. Yeah. uh, Let's have that as a separate conversation (laughs) because I I definitely want (laughs) want to do.
1: (laughs) That's one of the things. I
0: really want to do that. So when I um, was learning about how to put together this podcast, um, I just wanted it to be freestyle, et cetera. And originally I thought, you know, what would be so cool is to have a clip, a different feature, a different music clip at the beginning. Yeah. Because I love, love, love instrumental music. I was a dancer for several years, um, jazz ballet, modern, and tap, and I love the instrumental. Yeah. Okay. More than any lyrics. So uh, as I'm, l- I'm learning more about publishing, even with eBooks and putting music, uh, attaching music to this beyond i guess it's just powerpoint again and animating it but it just seems so cooler now so much more cooler um but i really love watching the uh activity the frequency i guess it's called associated with our voice intonation and the music, like I'm fascinated by that. I want to quantify everything. I'm going to look at the patterns, because for me, it's like a, a graph.
1: Uh-huh. Know?
0: It's so graphical. Absolutely.
1: Wow. And, and all like I look at the go ahead. All, all those mathematical principles you you mentioned directly apply against it's the it's the 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 intersection of 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 music math and, 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 and animation software, even at, when, when you look at 3D software for instance, I, I just shared the, a, a link about the story of, of, of Pixar, uh, how they were, yes. uh, how Pixar studios and um, uh, even back in, in um, 75 when George Lucas you know, first launched Star Wars, he, he had to create industrial light and magic to create the kind of special effects that he wanted for this, this new Space Cowboy series he had in his head. Well, it's always been for mm-hmm. 40, it's been steamed for at least 50 years now because he had he, mm-hmm. what he did was he brought together scientists, engineers, and mathematicians, and they taught their principles to the computer guys who were then able to create realistic, who were able to program realistic software. So he, he was doing that intersection back in the 70s. And I, I saw it when, when I was learning 3D animation. When After you build the model, what you're basically doing is, is manipulating the slope of a curve. Everything you learn in algebra applies directly to, to animation. It's just a, 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 a combination. You, you can see sine waves and cosines when you're looking at uh, the curves that manipulate the motion of a 3D character as you're, as you're going through each step to create a frame, basically. So it, 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 mm-hmm, it all mm-hmm. works directly there.
0: And you know, I was really fascinated by our computer animation students. Um, and I that's how I ended up working with the club to create that uh, five week program with young people. You know, hey, I understand the math, but I don't understand this other terminology and how to uh, create, the uh, animation. So we re-engineered a lot and I had an opportunity to learn um, a different skill set alongside the students and then the college students, the collegiate students, they were able to fine-tune their math because they weren't looking at it as math. In fact, they were running away from the math. Yeah, Isn't that interesting? It is. I did the same thing. I was I was a horrible
1: math student. That's why I say I'm amazed I made it through engineering school. But if, if, if you know, at... at if, if if someone had made it more relatable relatable in a visual way in the way my brain actually worked, I probably would have been a math genius way back when.